Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to your Facebook.com and uh, slash New Haven Independent or go to Green Haven Media, look us up and uh, follow us on Facebook, and you can see all the great content we have here. On WNHH and Greenhaven Media, how are you today? With us today, we have Isaiah starting off the show right away. How What's are you up, today, Joe? Isaiah, on this last day of February? I'm We're good, Joe. To I March. Getting ready for the warm. Spring is coming. Planting season is coming up soon. Yes, sir. We're ready to so roll. The seeds. So's the seeds. So. How was the weekend out in the cannabis community? Tell us a little bit about the event you went to and tell us what's coming up for the week. The weekend was great. Kill a Smoke Fest was really fun. Uh, we also caught some music at the Cellar on Treadwell, which was really cool. They had the um, Defy the Odds showcase. So there was, and there was some extracurricular fun that we had out in the parking lot. And, so uh, you, you know, so, blew some so, smoke and... It was nice, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it was good. And the the artists got to do what they came out to do. You know, that was the most important part about the Defy the Odds showcase was to get those artists out and, you know, let people hear what they have to offer. So there were some great artists that performed, and um, you know, the cellar was bumping. We were, it was packed. It was packed. It was a great day. Yeah. So good, and that was sponsored by the High Bazaar, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, and now Kill a Smoke Fest was a carnival. Yes. They do. They did Winter Carnival, and then they have a bunch of. I believe they're going back to Bingo for next Sunday, but they have a bunch of themed events that they have planned for this month too. A couple people, as we go in for the month, a couple people are doing their own March Madness segments too. So we'll we'll cover that in a second though. But yeah, some really okay. some really cool stuff coming in March. March is like jam packed. Okay. Well, did you go anywhere else, or were that where you, where the two? Nope. Main that's places? all that we. That's all that we headed to this weekend. Um, but. For this week, other than we have a couple virtual events, but the amount of events that are popping up in March that are themed or that have their own um, month-long standing kind of promotion going right now is really cool. So there, like, there are some really cool events coming. One thing I really wanted to highlight today, because it's the last day of February and of Black mm -hmm. History Month, we have a Canna Talk with Roz. Um, celebrating Black ex Excellence in Cannabis, and that's 9.20 Eastern Time, live on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And if you just reach out to her at um, Canna Talk with Roz, get all the information about that. Okay. Um, and then we have a really cool event in New York on Tuesday by 
Legalize Nepal is doing their own event, and they have Steve G- uh, D'Angelo coming out as a guest speaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, and it's like a full day event. They have it going on from, I think I believe they're from yeah 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And that is in Woodside, New York. You can find the. We're gonna post um, the calendar in a little bit, but the all the information for that will be on there. That's a really cool event for Legalize Nepal. He's like, he wants to do it yeah. as like I believe it's uh, a, a night of ecstasy, but they're also you know, really trying to get a lot of people to sign their petition. Okay. And then we have our weeklies. We have our PBS and we have uh, Dr. Aaron Doolittle's back on Thursdays for your green light to recovery. And uh, Jungle Sesh is also Thursday. But another cool event we wanted to highlight for Wednesday is another New York event. And it's called Chef Chef for Hire presents the Super Club Flight at at High Garden. Okay. And that's on Wednesday from 6 to 10 in Tribeca, New York. And you can go to at Chef for Hire to get inf- um, Chef or Hire to get information for that event. That one's really cool. cool. And then going into Thursday, we have another, we have Paper City Social. And Friday, we have Kill a Smoke Fest. Um, there's a Friday event that's highlighted this week, it's like their first time doing it. It's called Women, Wellness, and Weed. That's oh. also sponsored by High Bazaar. And if you go to, you'll find the Instagram tags listed for um, to get all the information. But they are- Women, Wellness, and Weed. Yeah, That's they this... really want to encourage people to use their $5 valet and not park on the street. Um, just to make it easier and your walk, your walk to the event will be easier. It's going to be um, in a location in New Haven County. So it's it's not far. And that event will have all the people that we have at High Bazaar and more are going to be at that event. So that's really cool. And a bulk of the vendors are are um are female. So it's like really showcasing like our female vendors in the in the cannabis community. Wow. So, will we be going to that event? Uh, we will be going as patrons. We will be going there, um, you know, to cover it and to have fun and talk to people and see how people's experience are and you know do our little review that we do. So we're excited for that one. Um, another cool event that's popping up in North Haven every Friday is called Fridays. And this that I've one, heard of. Yeah, that one you can register through Eventbrite, um, but you can also reach out to a couple Instagram links that we're going to have handles that we'll have posted on the calendar. So that event is going to be in North Haven every Friday. And that's another one that's popping up. And, you know, they're they're really doing they're doing great things. They're all all friendly faces when, you know, our listeners, if you guys go there, all friendly faces that you'll know. Um, and just rolling rolling further along, we have uh, Hempire is doing a March Madness all month long. So you could go to their, uh, you could register through Eventbrite or you could go to Instagram and find their handle listed as well to get information on that event. Okay. And then Saturday we have PBS. We have Care Gang again. We have Kill a Smoke. Uh, sorry, Care Gang, PBS, and then Sunday we have an Interpret Tasting event again. On okay. Wednesday. So if you go to interpretasting.com, you can get the information for that. That's that a event. food. That's a very high. That's a very classy wow. event. I've been. It's very good. Yes. Mr. Bobby Nuggs is involved with that. We'll have him on the show again soon. And Bad Girl but Bugs that's a great. 
the bad girl buds is doing some of the bud for it. So yeah. that's a great event. And I'd love to have actually host one of them in Connecticut at some point. Yeah. And you know, there are so many other events that we'll have on the calendar. There's honestly, there's more. That's the crazy part. Mar- Mar- I, is- I have seen what's been coming through the emails and it's, yeah. it's really, it's really picking up in Connecticut, you know, it is. There's a and lot of you know, we might almost have to put a whole, yeah, we might have to put a whole crew together to cover all these events because you're know. only one guy. I know. There's a, there's a lot going on. So if on, anybody Joe. wants to be a part of the crew, contact us. But yeah, I'm seeing that. And, you know, just because I'm not even there right now, but I'm seeing yeah. that the Connecticut, you know, obviously I keep tabs on everything. I see that the Connecticut scene community itself is really growing. popping up is really growing and you know in conjunction with the legal market opening up pretty much this spring mm-hmm. you know i think there's going to be a lot happening in connecticut and a lot that we can be reporting on i heard there's a convention coming to connecticut we've got NECAN coming up in march mm-hmm. so it's going to be a, a, a really busy spring and i'm sure the summer will just continue that way so i'm looking yeah, forward to getting, right into it getting back there and saying hello to everybody in it taking part in some of these events um you know and so all right isaiah so we can find out about all the events and everything else uh on the calendar which will be posted on our facebook page our instagram page on all our social media uh as far as this week on the network we have of course our regulars i believe grant ellis smith is coming back this week after a short hiatus mm-hmm. uh and then of course we have still token on wednesday nights and then we have, of course, the fabulous To Be Blunt with PZ on Thursdays. And I, heard I actually PZ, saw PZ on Saturday. I heard he put on a great show on Saturday. So, and guys, keep up with Not High Bazaar. Follow them. See what's happening with that. We didn't get word from them this week, but they yes, are but... sponsoring a couple of events. Mm-hmm. So their name is out there. The vendors will be out there. Just keep in touch with our Facebook page, our Instagram, <coughs> and all the different handles of all the different events. But yeah, definitely look yeah, out on the Instagram page for later in the week. We will, yeah. if they have anything, we're going to have it uh, be the first right. to know. So. so, you know, it's a good thing. I'm glad to see it happening. I'm glad to see people are being a little more low profile than mm-hmm. they were, you know. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, I'm just looking for things to just keep growing and going out there in Connecticut. And, uh, thank you, Isaiah. Where will we find you this week at the women at Killer Smoke Fest all over? You're going to find us at Care Gang. You'll find us at, uh, we're hitting a lot this week. Well, actually I'll put a story out for all the events you can find us at, because I think we're going to try to at least hit four of them. All Um, right. But Joe, hopefully I see you soon. Dip your feet in the water for me. I, I know shall. you got a good show, so I'll, I'll I'll let you guys go. But I'll see you soon, right. Joe. Bring Lou on in, and uh, I will introduce our next guest because today we're going to talk about cannabis, crypto, the blockchain, NFTs, the digital world, and how it intersects with cannabis. And on with us first, we have Adam Souza. Adam Souza. And Adam comes from a family of farmers. His father was a head grower at a nursery for over 25 years. And he's always been intrigued by the genus and species of the plant, how it grew and what affected that. Adam dropped out of college early to focus on music. He's been making music since 2003. And that taught him a lot about marketing through social media, networking and sales. 2012, he moved to Wyoming and he was selling cannabis as a way to support his music habit. 
uh, not making music to support his cannabis habit. He also sold phones and cars. Then he worked, he moved to Colorado and he worked for AT&T for a while and he set up a studio to record artists and teach them social media marketing. He hung out in Colorado for a little while and then knowing that cannabis would soon be legal in mass, he moved back to his home state to live with relatives. And he joined a local growers club, started documenting the whole legalization project because nobody was doing it and started earning press opportunities at some of the big local, biggest local cannabis events area. After many years of doing that and developing urban extracts into what it is today, they are here. Urban Extracts survived COVID-19 as a business. And with this rebrand, we hope it will catapult them into higher levels than they could ever imagine. Adam, how are you today? I am amazing, man. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Great. Great, great. And there's Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou, how are you? Appreciate you guys as always, man. So excited yeah. to talk about this topic today, man. Adam and I talk about this almost every week, all the time. We're, we're always reaching back to each other. You can see us on Twitter. And if you're into this space, you're going to go into, you want to be a part of Twitter, get yourself onto the Twitter sphere to talk crypto, you know, NFTs and a little bit more about that. So Adam, I'm super excited about today's show. I'm super excited to share this conversation with you on our platform as well. You've welcomed us to, on your platform many, many times, and we were just excited to continue this growing. So without further ado, today's show is crypto, NFTs, cannabis, the blockchain, and a little bit about all of that. What are some of your thoughts, Adam? Yeah, I noticed you had an NFT project, Adam. That's probably one of the ways you survived through COVID. So tell us a little bit about how you went from CBD and extracting into the NFT crypto blockchain space. So it was, you know, something that happened really naturally. I, uh, you know, I had Urban Acres before, and unfortunately my partner and I kind of split ways and I rebranded as Urban Extracts. And it was just after, you know, it was a gut punch during COVID. Our sales went from like 30,000 a month to like 5,000. But we survived through it. And, uh, you know, I had a little bit of extra money. I started looking into crypto, right? So in 2020, I think it was 20. Yep. Uh, 2020, October, I was looking into Ethereum because, you know, in 2012, 2011, I could have bought Bitcoin from one of my best, best, best friends. But I was like, dude, what can I buy with this? He's like, oh, well, you could get like Papa John's and you could get like this and somebody will probably let you buy weed with it i'm like nah, i don't know dude like that sounds like i'm just burning a hundred dollars that hundred dollars would be worth millions today um right. i think so, we all have know, that story we a lot of us do <laughs> and, and the same thing with ethereum right i could have bought it for 289 dollars and uh at the time was when i was going through the rebrand and i just was so focused on that my buddy was like you have to go to a, a, a atm in boston and in, in dorchester and i'm like I'm not trying to drive an hour to go do this. Like, I don't got time like that. Little did I know, if I would have just Googled it, I could have found that, you know, Coinbase was there and I could have bought it off there. But he, my boy didn't even know that at the time. So I sat on it. I slept on it until like the beginning of 2021. I started doing some Forex trading and just understanding how to read charts and whatnot. And then I was like, all right, I'm buying some Ethereum. And then I bought a little bit of Bitcoin. I bought, I think I have like six or seven tokens now. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't buy enough. That's, that's, that was, that's just, that my was... problem too, bro. Mine too. <laughs> so then, you know, Gary V, a lot of, I know Lou follows him. A lot of people follow him. He came out with V Me friends too. in May. 
And then uh, I think it was March is when he announced it. And I was like, crap, I messed up. I should have bought that Ethereum because he was saying it would be like a 0.5 Ethereum floor to like a two Ethereum floor, depending on rarity. And if I would have just bought those, I wanted to buy two Ethereum for $600. I could have bought between one and four V friends, depending on where I wanted to go on the rarity scale, which would have been worth a minimum of six figures. All right. Uh, so. Tell us a little bit about what the Vprint Friends project was. It was an NFT project, correct? Yep, it's an NFT project put out by Gary V. It has different levels of utility. Like there's the Podcast Panther where you can literally have Gary V on your podcast. There's like the Hangout Hawk where he'll do like Zoom sessions like this. I have the self-aware hair. The only thing I really get is we get I get to go to VCon with it. Um, so VCon is an exclusive conference. They rented out the Minnesota Vikings stadium and uh, they're having VCon there. You have to have, you know, the V friends NFT in order to get into there. Um, so I'm, I'm going there. I also, you know, got some clothing for free that which sounds so minor, but it's selling for three hundred dollars, uh, reselling for three hundred dollars right now. So, you know, I'm just I got like six hundred dollars worth of free clothing from it. I got a few NFTs that I could sell for probably around 0.25 to 0.5 Ethereum if I wanted to, um, because Gary V gave me one of his V friends when I, when I so I, I came to this place right where I could have consolidated all of my stocks and all of my crypto and maybe, maybe, not guaranteed, maybe gotten one V friend. And I was like, that just seems way too risky. And like, I was even saying it in the V friends discord, like, should I do this? And people are like, I don't know, like, you know, figure out your risk and figure out if you can lose all of that. And I was like, ah, I can't lose all of that. So I didn't do it. I didn't take the chance, but I just kept helping people in the discord. So like, Clubhouse was a big thing with NFTs. It still kind of is, but not really. Um, and it was exclusive invite only, and it wasn't on Android. So a lot of people were in the V Friends Discord and couldn't talk to, you know, listen to Gary no. talking about his V Friends project. So I'd live streamed it. You know, I sent out all my invites. I probably sent out 40, 50 invites by the, within a couple of weeks. And I'm just in there helping people. They notice stuff like that. And, so uh, let me. Did this inspire you to start your own NFT project? Is this where With, you came in? Without VFriends, I would not have an NFT project. I fully believe that. So, so, with so tell us a little bit about that one. How does that, how does yours work? Yeah, so with, with uh, right, right before we get to mine, with the VFriends, it's more than just the NFT. You get a crazy community. Even if you don't own an NFT, if you're part of like the VFAM and VFriends community, it's just like thousands and thousands of people helping each other, trying to connect you with what you need. And they were the ones that were like, I, I was saying, you know, I'm a cannabis business, so I, I can't do GoFundMe and stuff like that. They were all like, we just want to give you money, like set something up. I'm like, I can't do GoFundMe. I can't do those things because I'm not allowed to. So I said to them, wait, isn't this kind of like crowdfunding? So couldn't I just be honest and say, hey, I'm releasing this NFT to crowdfund my project? And they're like, yeah, you totally could. So I, I sat with uh, my homie Droshik, who I met through the VFriends community. He's an artist, a really good artist. He has uh, uh, Guardians of the Underworld, I think, is his uh, NFT project. It's, I have one. It's a really dope project. He did my art for me for version one. I came up with the utilities of it. So like my project, if you have a rare token, which they're all sold out, um, you could get one-on-one -on -one access with me for an hour a month. 
You get full access to my grow journals, which I'm trying to get my grow journals from my old partner and from my grow op before that. So I can have like six years of journal data for people. Um, they also get like 50% discount on my CBD. They get a few other utilities. So like I kind of made it access to me and access to CBD and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So now, all right. <laughs> I, I, I know a little bit about this space. I've been actually investing in crypto since hell 2016. Um, but the NFT space to me is fairly new. And I know both you and Lou have probably more experience in it than I do. Um, explain to our listeners a little bit, and probably both of you can, can, can do this. First of all, NFT stands for non-fungible token, which pretty much means it's one of a kind and it can't be duplicated, right? That's a, a layman's way to say it. But it's a lot more than that. And... It, 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 it does have some utility. So it's more than just a piece of artwork that you use as a wallpaper or store in, you know, in, your, in your cloud. It, it, a lot of these have utilities. They have use on the blockchain and, and will be in the metaverse. Can you explain a little bit about to the listeners about how, you know, I know it's a little complicated, but how that all works, um, yeah. you know, within the space. between yeah, so the both of you. I know you know a little bit more about it than me. So it's, you know, some projects don't really have utilities, you know, some projects are focused on art, there is a community of NFT artists that are just like, hey, I'm an artist, why can't I just sell my art without having crazy utilities. And I'm like, I completely agree. Same thing with music, a lot of people are starting to release NFTs as music, because it's it's ownership, right? It's traced ownership, because you're on a blockchain, that everybody can publicly see what you're doing. And you know, it's, it can't be changed. So once that NFT is put on the market, it cannot be changed. Right. It, it is what it is. It stays that way. And the market value depends on a lot of different things, right? Like people think, oh, I can just screenshot somebody's NFT and I own it, right? And I'm like, okay, can you go to a museum and take a picture of the Mona Lisa and you own the Mona Lisa? Like, don't be stupid right. here. It, it says it's ownership. This is what it's all about. This is about taking back you know, ownership for music, like going back to musicians, musicians, most of the music is owned by some record label. Now musicians can instead release a thousand NFTs with it. And now their fans own the music and them, you know, like they, they get their ownership and they give some to the fans instead who are going to be the ones supporting you throughout your career. They feel even more right. attached and close to you because now they maybe get access to you with that token Maybe they get special release songs on there if you hold that token. And now you're able to basically be your own record label because you have a thousand people that are going to push your project. And then you release another album with a right. thousand, thousand people and it's just constantly going. So I, I can see, I, you know, it was in the beginning, it was a little hard for me to see like how, you know, what was the value of an NFT? And but now that it's evolved a little bit more, I can see how it does take ownership back into the people's hands. Now, so you're a cannabis company, you've got an NS NFT project. I know there are other cannabis companies that have NFT projects. I'm the first How hemp do... one. Though. Okay, okay, <laughs> the first hemp one. And I've seen other ones, there's a cannabis crypto club, which is out there, which has, uh, which is a whole line of NFTs and there are a lot of NFT creators coming together into a community. There is, you know, there's a lot of things happening. How does, how can the cannabis industry 
really get involved more in in the uh, the crypto, the the metaverse, and the and the NFT. I I can see things like NFTs of various strains. I can see virtual farms. I Genetic. mean. Yeah, I mean, there's, so, there's, yeah, you know, yeah. I'd love to talk, we talk a little bit about that part there. So, you know, we all enjoy projects. We're all part of projects and I'm really excited about it. You know, we have one that we have coming out as well. Um, it's called NFT baggies and it's literally just, uh, so we, we have our artwork coming out and these each series, each, I guess, attribute. So there are, there's X amount of tokens that have seeds seeds present inside of it as an attribute and you actually will be sent those seeds so if you'd like to use the token you can get there's a series of 10 drops that go along with it so whoever owns it during that snapshot gets that drop so if the longer you hold it the more drops you get um if you sell it you know you'd get drops up to the point that you sold it and then the next person would get it and then release it that way um goes along with just different cultivars and then we have the CBD lines that offer the same utilities. Once again, Adam and I have talked about this for ages, and he was one of the gentlemen that I spoke to as we were putting all this stuff together. So we're really excited about that. You know, I'm a member of the V Friends community as well. I'm on the D Discord. I don't own. I own book games. I own a whole bunch of book games. So I went in in a different avenue where I was a different series. So I'm pay, playing an NFT game with the Gary V community called Book Games. And that's collection of different NFTs. You can kind of equate it to a card game, maybe, um, you know, best hand wins realistically. <laughs> so I got in on that from the very beginning. So this is where you see real life uh, intersect with the internet and the metaverse and the new series of Web3. You know, I got into crypto back when Joe and I got into crypto about the same time. Same time, yeah. We went into two different roots a little bit um joe definitely got burned in the what was the what oh was that it was one of those interest joe. pyramid schemes i forget what it was called <sighs> oh it, it was, was like a bit bit something or other and um you it was it was rough but joe had just but, got into that right as the bubble popped on that so he lost so i didn't lose only only a couple hundred but yeah i yeah. i i like adam i don't feel like i bought enough at that time when it was much cheaper you know what? I I I, I kind of have that story, and then I kind of have a couple different. So crypto stories. Um, I got into Litecoin when it was fifteen dollars. That's when we right. started. Right, it was like fifteen, yeah. sixteen bucks, Joe. So I got in, and it was one of those. You know, you want to buy a hundred. Everybody was talking about get a hundred Litecoin, get a hundred Litecoin, get a hundred Litecoin. So now you're going through all the little Twitter spaces and Discord, and this was back, you know, 2016. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to get myself a hundred of these Litecoin at 10 bucks a piece. You know what I mean? This is somewhat obtainable. Buy some, let it go up a couple bucks, drop it down, kind of read the charts, make it and flip it, make it and flip it, make it and flip it. So I got myself up to, I think it was like 40 or 50. I initially started with like 20 or something like that. Went up to 20 bucks, sold it, let it drop down back to 11 bucks, rebuy. You know what I mean? I was sitting, Joe, do you remember that normal event at Yale, uh, yep. the material de debate? Yep. All right, yep. so we're at, we're at that event. And this is when, so Litecoin still hasn't hit the all-time high again. The all-time yeah. high was $420. It was $420. It then got up <laughs> to like $421 or something like that, but it was $420. And when it hit $420, I had like 40 or 50 of them. And um, 
I started getting that super panic. I was like, we're at a weed event. I'm, I'm it's 420. I'm selling it all right now. So I sold and transferred it over. Um, didn't take my winnings. I just sold it from $12 to 420. So at 420, I cashed out. We're sitting at these events. I've got smiles all over my face. Nobody, everybody's like, Louis is just stoned. But now, here you go, Joe. Ten years later, I mean, it was six years later, I've told you the story why I had so much smiles on my face that day. Right. Um, but so I, we took that and I transferred it out and I put it into, uh, at that point, U.S. dollar token. So it would just stay stable. And, but during this time, I also was buying like I mean, Ethereum, and I think I was buying Ethereum at like $150 a piece. Um, I bought a bunch, and then I found out about mining programs. Actually, from somebody I was working, I used to own um, a portion of this brand called Dabbing Dad. And one of the other guys who owned a portion of the company, there was three of us that owned it, um, one of the other guys, he was big into the space, huge. And he was like, yo, Ethereum, Ethereum, Ethereum. I was like, okay, cool. I'll buy a couple. So I did. I always take his advice from, from ages back to now. Um, so he also then comes to me and goes, hey, there's this program that's going to allow you to mine Ethereum. I said, well, man, I threw all my money into the into Ethereum already. What's this mining program? So I started mining Ethereum five years ago on a web-based mining program. Uh, it cost me, the price went up to $300. It was $1,000 or something to get in. There was a run. Oh, it cost me $3,000, but I could pay in Ethereum. So now it was something that gave my Ethereum a, a utility. This is before NFTs and everybody was like, oh, what's the utility of Ethereum? Now the utilities of Ethereum are set in stone. Everybody knows that it, the, token, the, to, the Ethereum token or any of the Ethereum tokens have that utility be used as cash. So now we get into the space and I said, oh, I could use my Ethereum to pay for this. Then there was a run where it went up to like a thousand dollars a coin. So it cost me, I put four coins in to start mining four years ago. Every year it yielded me five coins. Wow. And they're no longer, they're no longer 300 to a thousand dollars a coin. Now it's higher than that you know i think it's right, three thousand well it's two i just got to notice it's up seven percent over the last day 280218 in the last five hours so now they're twenty eight hundred dollars so every year that i stay on i get five ethereum you know what i mean it's an ethereum every like two and a half months why and do that's you not where have i'm sorry why do you not have a v friend then i because i just have it there everything's staked in so this is where staking became staking you know <laughs> this was mining uh, this is ethereum mining and they're three-year contracts uh, you know what i mean we're staking now now you can stake your nft this is this is where we watch the repeats this was they did this in fiat currency you could take your money put it into the stock market save it there make your returns go back then when we got into the crypto space now you get now you're able to stake or invest your your token which was ethereum at the time i put them in there and now every year i can stake them for that three-year time to get a receipt back now we're seeing that with nfts now we're seeing if so like i own in the joe will have the crypto cannabis club on on another show but i own a couple nft tokers they're crypto cannabis club nfts you you can now stake your nft 
for nugs. Their their cryptocurrency nugs is gonna and and dollar sign n u g s nugs. So yeah. you earn nugs on your tokers. You know what I mean? This is this is something that works because now you're you're lowering the floor. You know, there's so much more that goes into it. So I'm excited about that. But I do see that our next guest is is starting to pop on in. So we want to make sure we include all the projects that we have going on today. You know what I mean? So yeah, Adam, Joe, hang out if you want. But Adam, tell us how we can get in touch. How we can how can somebody get involved in your NFT project? Yep. What else you got going on? And, you know, just give us how people can get in contact with you. And then we're going to bring on the next guest who has another NFT project that we can all chat. Yeah, my uh, my NFT project is called Terra Apothecary. So T E R R A Apothecary P O T H E C A R Y, like apothecary. dot I O. You go to our website. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. I'm what did Adam say on there? Um, I'm working on version two, which will likely include land leasing or ownership rights in some way, uh, in some kind of community space as well. I'm building it out over the next couple of years. You know, this this originally was a crowdfunding thing and it turned into a lifetime project. Like I'm looking at buying large acreage of land for this project and committing my virtual life to- land, you mean, right? Both. Starting oh, okay. And then I'm 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 talking to uh this this group called NF Daddies. They help people build up their NFT projects. So they're helping me a lot with, you know, the uh, the minting process because I want to do like random, you know, uh, attributes and whatnot because people seem to like that the AI generated art. Um, so I'm I'm trying I'm getting that all set so people can mint directly from the website for version two. And I'm just trying to include some insane shit. So I'm working on some connections. I'm I'm working with Cornell University and Virginia University and. Uh, I'm talking to a couple other ones and creating carbon programs for hopefully to, you know, bring to the USDA and introduce to farmers so we can start paying our farmers more. And and our whole project for Terra Apothecary is based on carbon farming. So look out for that. There's a lot more content coming. I do AMAs now every Sunday at 8 p.m. for the project as we're ramping up for farming season. Uh, and we're, we're, we're expanding this year and then massively over the next few years. How can they get in contact with you uh, on Instagram? Yeah, just looking Facebook. up on Instagram. It's uh, what did Adam say? Pretty much everywhere: Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Twitch, um, all that stuff. So YouTube, literally everywhere. What did Adam say? I'm the easiest person to find. How's um, your, you still doing your podcast? Yeah, yeah, I do my podcast. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that and all this. I do my podcast every Thursday, thirty live. I have different guests from you know the NFT space to like fitness spaces, MMA cannabis my friends you know like i'm just going all, right. all out you know like doing cool. doing uh, doing my show and it's it's going great I'm, i've been doing it live for like eight months straight now and it's a it's a fun thing so we're going to be expanding that as, especially as we go to vcon i'm trying to get some big name speakers at vcon because like tony robbins is going to be there the paul brothers you know some One professional favorites tony robbins don't yeah like so there's a ton of people that are going to be there i'm going to try to get some interviews and and make it dope so look out for that as well shout out to gary v for changing my life by the way because don't sleep on v friends that's six figures that's in my wallet at any time i want to sell it very very cool adam it was a pleasure having you on i want to talk to you a little bit about your show we'll contact you later about that but let's bring on anthony now uh right now we have coming on anthony assad and anthony assad is the founder of the dank ape board club He's a father, partner, brother, risk taker, 
trying to make the world a better place through NFTs. The Dank Ape Board Club is a collection of 2,300 not yet released Dank Ape NFTs drawn by Vincent Van Joe. They'll be dropping into the Ethereum blockchain soon, giving you real world and metaverse utilities. Your Dank Ape will give you a lifetime membership, granting you access to members only benefits. Anthony, how are you today? Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on, a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved in the NFT space. You're, you're muted. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Can you yeah, hear me us, Yeah, I got you. Tell us a okay. little bit about what you got going on and uh, you know how you got into the NFT and the cannabis space. All right, awesome. So actually, I just I just got into the NFT space, I'd say about six months ago, I started hearing about it. And I just, for some reason, you know, it just clicked as it was just right. It was just felt like it was the right thing to jump into for my life at that point. And since I have gotten into this space, my life has changed drastically. And like the last guest said, it went from a crowdfunding project to a lifelong project. And, you know, you start off with something small and it just drastically grows into something big. It snowballs. And before you know it, it's, it's a, there's a big community behind it and you got a real responsibility. Right. Right. So I, I saw some of your NFTs. Um, they look pretty cool. They seem to have an ape theme, uh, kind of skateboarding, cool theme like that. Um, what, you, yeah, you talked about utilities. You talked about other uses. What, what when you get a dank, a dank ape, what do you get with it? What kind of things uh, are, what are the utilities that go with it? So when you buy a dank ape, you it, it's basically your, it can be your avatar. It, it'll be your 3D avatar in the metaverse. It'll be integrated into our play to earn game. We're gonna have a racing game that's, you know, you play to earn cryptocurrency. And uh, so you could, you would own your rights. You would have licensing to the, the actual image. And you, you know, you could do, you could sell reprints of the image if you wanted to you know it's your image you own it and it's verifiable on the blockchain throughout the world anyone can log on and see that you own that and uh so when you buy one it's basically your lifelong your uh your lifetime pass and it gives you you know access to our game in in the sandbox that it's going to be a that play to earn game and uh, it's going to give you exclusive merch of your ape. You'll have a poster frames shipped to you. We're going to have airdrops, the loyal holders, people who hold for a duration, of not not yet verified, but uh, we're going to have future brand collabs. You know, it's all going to be just for the community. And there's only 2,300 of them, so it's not going to be hard. You know? Right, right. So now... The, uh, the Dank Ape, uh, how did that idea come about? Um, I know you do other things in the industry and there seems to be a, uh, like a, an ape or gorilla theme 
that runs through them. I guarantee you that your favorite strain is Gorilla Glue or something of that sort. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, I was very, when I, when I saw the different things you do, you know, I noticed that was a running theme. Tell us a little bit about that. And I know you're trying to do a nonprofit and I'd like to hear a little bit about some of that stuff. Yeah, so, so with the nonprofit, we're going to do, uh, you know, like I think it was 20% of initial sales. Uh, it's going to go to the nonprofit. It's the the Harambe Foundation, and right. that's to help save, preserve wildlife and uh, you know save, help save gorillas, and also provide education for uh, rural communities that are you know in poverty. And so that's just a, a nonprofit that I was collaborating with with my NFT project, but I I also Ever, you know, I mean, I'm, I've been in the cannabis community for a few years now, for about seven, eight years. And, you know, my, my, one of my buddies has a brand and uh, it's, it's uh, the Harambe Farms. Right. I've seen that. And, yeah. So, you know, I help him out with, uh, you know, we do events and stuff. And so that's part, that's also part of the uh, ape integration. But also, right. you know, apes, apes are, have just been a theme since the, you know, the Board Ape Yacht Club. And there's just been a bunch of copycat uh, NFT collections similar to that. People are just trying to spin off and create their own thing. Very but cool. I just thought it'd be it would be uh, original to um, incorporate something from you know Harambe, and so uh, we spun off and created the uh, Dank Apes. No, I like I like the concept. I think it's great. What I wanted to talk to everybody about now, uh, basically, is moving off from the NFTs a little bit. Cryptocurrency being a um, decentralized um, currency being used over the blockchain seems like the ideal way for the cannabis industry to, I don't want to say get around the, the strict banking regulations and, and the different things that we have put upon us as far as banking and transferring money goes. But I haven't seen it really pick up steam as much as I thought it would within within the cannabis industry. And I'm just wondering, you know, all of you guys being cannabis entrepreneurs, do you consider taking cryptocurrency as, you know, as payment as any cannabis companies that you know of? actually embrace cryptocurrency and why don't we have we did have pot coin for a little while and we did have the weed coin for a little while i don't see them on the on the exchanges anymore and i'm just yeah. wondering what is you know the can it seems like the perfect industry for the cannabis wow. industry to get in bed with but yet i haven't seen it happen yet even though we have 13 14 legal states you know do you guys have any insights or any, you know, any thoughts on that? I think it all just boils down to personal preference. You know, if the individual or the business decides to accept it, 
you know, I think it's just personal preference. Like me, for example, I, I accept crypto. You know, why not? How about you, Uncle Lou? Is that something like in your in your business that you would accept crypto for payment? And Adam, do you accept crypto for payment? Yeah, we uh we accept crypto for payment all day. <laughs> we put it on yeah. our invoices as well. I, I put it right at the bottom of my invoice. You'd like to pay cash, check, credit, or crypto, please feel free. You can uh I, I bought a lot of us have bought our names, you know, our company names and things like that. My wallet is very easy. It's Wepalu at dot ETH. Not a whole bunch of numbers or anything. It's W E P A L O U dot E T H. I think you're completely right. Like it's 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 kind of short sighted, right? It's the same thing that happened with people that doubted the internet, and it's the same thing that's going to happen for the rest of history when new things come up. People are just just think it's a fad. They think it's something that isn't going to last. And realistically, this is going to be everything in the future. This is how we de decentralize banking, take power back on that side. We can create our own currencies, as we've seen. And it's it's something that should be adopted because look at look at what everybody's going through as a cannabis business. Like most dispensaries have to pay how much in tax? Right. And that gets back on the consumer. And maybe a way to avoid that is to stop being on fiat. And maybe that's a way to avoid some of the, you know, legislation because they make you bank in cash and it's, it's really sketchy. So why not let them just do it through the blockchain? It's way more secure than cash. Right, right. Now, I, I hate even to bring this up. We do see regulators, the federal government coming in and, and trying to regulate crypto because obviously it is decentralized and they don't have control over it. Now, uh, and we also see that uh, all the exchanges now have to report our earnings to the IRS. So, you know, the window may be closing here for crypto. Do you see a, a specific coin, uh, a specific, uh, you know, area that is, is going to, to be the standard? Or are we going to end up seeing a whole new coin coming out from the federal government that we're all going to have to use? As far as I know, wrong, but I think that it's only really like big companies that have to report to the IRS, like Coinbase and right. Rob and all those type of things that you use to buy the crypto. But like um, MetaMask isn't going to send me any kind of paperwork that's going to the IRS. And I believe OpenSea doesn't either as far as I know. So like, those are my two biggest places where I, I do things, you know, I, I'm definitely going to get something from, from Coinbase and I've already put taxes aside. I put 30% aside just, just to prepare for that because, you know, right. it, the IRS wants their money eventually because it goes into your bank and now it's like a taxable event that that's when it really starts hitting. But actually like, that's the one thing that's really complicated about this is the taxes. Like there's, I guess when you buy it, it's taxable. When somebody buys it, it's taxable. If you list it, it's taxable. If you sell it, it's taxable. There's like so many different layers of where it can be taxed. So, yeah, I still haven't figured that part out yet. <laughs> no, I'm getting very confused. Anthony, how about you? What do you, do you what do you think about hard wallets? Uh, in, in, in as, as opposed to exchanges. Uh, I think a hard wallet is probably a smarter way to go if you want to keep your shit secure and not, you know risk it if you're if you're holding for the long term and you're not trading why not you know put it in a hard wallet keep it in storage 
but uh if you're if you're risking it if you're trying to trade it or um trying to make quick money why not keep it in the exchange you do uh transactions quicker you know right true true i guess it, there's benefits to both um but i do know that the only way to get it from crypto to fiat is to go through an exchange am i correct so you can store it on a hard wallet but if you want to actually uh exchange it for dollars you have to use an exchange correct no so through crypto.com app i have a card and like that's where i do dro staking on that but i also can load i can i can choose which coin i want to use if i want to use my ethereum i load it into my card account and i can swipe it anywhere oh really yep oh i have to look into that because i have a crypto.com account myself yeah, coinbase also has that feature you know i have a coinbase card I also have a Robinhood card, a Cash App card where you can use Bitcoin. Yeah, all that. Oh, okay. So, see, I'm a little bit behind the times, but I'm old, of course. So, yeah, Visa, that's Visa, to be expected. Getting their shit together. They're jumping into uh, the Visa, Mastercard, all these huge corporations and businesses. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm seeing Google jump into it. I'm seeing Visa, Mastercard jump into it. Why is the cannabis industry jumping into it? I should be able to go to my dispensary and pay them in crypto, you know, just send them my, my wallet, uh, you know, and yeah. pay them in crypto, right? Why not? I mean, and I think it would make it a lot easier. I think at least the volatility of the market might have something to do with it. Meaning mm -hmm. that if I pay you, you know, $100 in Bitcoin, within five minutes, that could be worth less yeah. to the person that you just sent it to. And I've had that happen to myself. You know, right mm -hmm. now with the market moving up and down, I think people might be a little leery of taking a Bitcoin or an Ethereum, knowing that within minutes, it could be worth less. So yeah. <clears throat> what about something like Lou had mentioned, the USD token, which mm -hmm. is a stable coin, which always stays at the same price no matter what so if you buy ten dollars worth of usd coin it's always going to be ten dollars and then when you pay somebody in usd coin he's always going to get ten dollars that yep. you pay him not going to change so he can leave it in his account and not come back the next day and see that he has less money in his account yep. so i'm wondering if maybe the usd coin could be a way to do it but does not everybody take that or, or, or what, what's the thing with that? Adam, do you know a little bit about that? That's another fiat you can put on the crypto.com card. So you can keep it as that US dollar token on there. Yeah. Right. And, and spend it. So like, I mean, I don't know. That's, I, I guess that's kind of the risk you take when you buy the dollar, you know, it's kind of, it's, I mean, the dollar is really getting devalued too, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And and again, you know, have you ever experienced that? Where have you have taken crypto payments, uh, taken say a couple hundred dollars in crypto payments, let it sit there, and then the next day it's down to one hundred and ninety. You know, it's down to, uh, and you're like, oh wow, I, I just sold two hundred dollars worth of stuff, but I'm only got one hundred and ninety now because but the I've, market I've, went down but of course you've also had it go the other way right yeah, yeah I've had to, <laughs> the opposite. 
<laughs> I've had that happen too, both ways, you know, and especially when you're trying to invest and, and trade with crypto, you know. Um, but that's the risk you're taking. Right. Yep. Now, we've seen yep. the crypto market drop quite a bit over the last few months. I know we hit, a high, we hit a high of 60 last year, and now we're back down into the 30s, you know, which I think we started the year at in 20. So what do you guys attribute that to, especially with the mass more adoption taking place? You would think with all these big companies adopting crypto that it would it would drive the price up. Yet what we're seeing is a real leveling off and, and a drop in the crypto market. Yeah, they call it a crypto winter, and it's it usually happens. You know, people get tight in their pockets in the beginning of the year. It it kind of happens. You see it all throughout every industry. Everybody right. spends a little bit less on everything. It's just kind of how the trend goes. I've been in retail since I was fifteen years old. I'm thirty two next month. You know, so it's I've seen it everywhere, and uh, yeah, yeah. And and do you think world events have anything to do with that? It could be, you know, everything's pretty unstable right now. And with the shutdown still looming, it's been two years now of the two weeks to flatten the curve. And uh, it's, you know, it seems like some stuff is starting to lift and get back to more of a normal-ish type of thing. But it, that obviously changes things. But I don't know, because like the beginning of this, everybody was a lot more money. They were getting a lot of more free money, most people. And uh, just, I know... I got some unemployment checks, and I spent most of it on crypto. <laughs> so did I. So did I. And then the and the uh, the stimulus is too. But exactly. But those that time seems to be over now, and and what we seem to be seeing is the um, is the repercussions of the economic repercussions of the shutdowns and the shortages, and and now we have a war looming. Um, so I think a lot of those things contribute. I personally would think it would drive people more to the blockchain to try and get out of the, <laughs> the fiat money system. Because as you can see, the fiat money system right now, you know, is, is not doing too well. Um, and you saw what happened in Canada, you know, you contribute to the wrong you know, projects, your, your accounts get shut. But um, we got only about three minutes left. And I wanted, Anthony, I wanted to get your contacts. I want to go over, Adam, your contacts again, and we'll wrap the show up. But Anthony, how does people get, uh, you know, how do people find your NFTs? How do people find you on the internet? What events are you at? People can come talk to you, find, you know, find you. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm at the PBS events. It's usually uh, on Saturdays. Okay. Um, it's an undisclosed location, so right. We covered that, so that's yeah, good. So uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, all under Dank Eight Board Club. Dank the, uh, Eight. Yep. And when, are they, when are they being listed? When are they dropping? Uh, four twenty. All, all right. right. Is there a whitelist? Is there? Do you have a Discord? How can yeah, we, we join Discord. the board? We have a Discord. We have a, the first 25 are whitelisted. We still, I haven't even, I'm still working on the Discord. I just got it, but I'm still working on it. 
All right. We really so look forward to following this project as there's more updates. We'd love to be able to be an outlet for you to do that. We're looking forward to, to hopefully taking part in the project. It'll be something awesome. I look into. Love to uh, be a part of the community as well. So anything that Greenhaven Media, Joe LaChance, or any of us can do, we'd love to be a part of it. All right, Adam, how can we meet? How can they message you, get in contact with you? Yeah, you can find me. What did Adam say? Everywhere. Uh, check out terrapothecary.io. There you can, you know, see uh, basically our roadmap, which is ever changing when you're working on a lifetime project. But then you can join our Discord. You can also get to OpenSea to buy four tokens. I have I have some left. Uh, it's going to go towards the growing season this year and expanding towards the growing season. So uh, LFG, let's effing grow. All right. Mm. And Uncle Lou, Weppa Farms, uh, at Greenhaven Media, at Cannabis Corner Radio. You can find me on Instagram, Joe the Weed Guy. You can find me on Instagram, Greenhaven Media, Cannabis Corner Radio. Follow us. Check out all the other shows we got coming up this week. And uh, you'll see us out there at the events. Uncle Lou, I guess you had to step aside. I'll say goodbye for you. No, there you are. Uncle Lou, you got anything to say before we head off into the sunset? <laughs> he's got, he's holding a hit. Talk to you later. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Looking forward to getting into your projects. Looking forward to seeing more of you. Adam, I'd love to be on the show sometime. Peace out, guys. Thank you so much. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, la, da, da, I'm taking da, da, da. it next semester and I know why. Why, <laughs> man? Why? Yeah, because hey, I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Uh, I was gonna go to court yeah. before I got high. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh, they took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high.